For someone who travels weekly, hotels, they get boring pretty quick. They're lonely, crowded, you know, just, I want to find something more fun. So on tour, we started seeing a lot in Airbnbs. Uh, you know, I did my special taping in Phoenix uh, in 2021, and we had a Airbnb then, and it was just so much fun. I mean, it's honestly a lot cheaper, too, is what's crazy. Um uh, just so much more space. They have full homes. I mean, it's, you can, you know, easy to cook stuff, easy to, you just feel like you're at home. Uh, did you know you could also be my next Airbnb host? And uh, I mean, in fact, my tour manager, Travis, recently started hosting his place on Airbnb. Uh, he says it's a great way to make extra money while we are on the road this summer, uh, since his home would be just sitting empty. It's a great idea to host while you're away if you have some upcoming travel plans this summer. Uh, your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. What's up, everybody? This is Nate Bargetsy. You listen to the Nate Land Podcast, Episode 2. This episode, we talk about UFOs, Joey Chestnut, little comedy talk. And we talk about any, did any of us have anything that could be listed as a, that could be watched as a Netflix documentary? So everybody, just check this episode out. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Nate Bargatze at the Nate Land Podcast. Uh, this is the second episode. The, 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 the first one, I think that we're going to plan on releasing both. We released, uh, today or, you know, the day that this is July 8th, which is my daughter's birthday. Happy birthday, Harper. Uh, so, uh, you know, come, so we, I mean, we don't know, we don't know how this, it's kind of weird to do a second episode and we've had no real feedback, <laughs> you know, yeah. is that good? <laughs> we don't know doing right or wrong. It could be real bad. Uh, I mean, what if people hate it so far? They've watched the first one. No one's even watching the second yeah. one. Not even giving us a chance. Do you read YouTube comments of your own stuff? Uh, I've gone through some hole. Like, I mean, you get in uh, some uh, rabbit hole of it, is that what they say? Uh, I, I don't do it often. I, I'm pretty good about it. I, so right now I have social media is all off my phone. So I don't have it. I'm not really checking it much. And... I, I feel like that's helped, you know, just especially now, like when we're just at home and it's like you just end up just staring at it all night. And I'll do it, like I said, I'll be try to watch TV and then you end up just looking at your phone. And I, I like, get so annoyed with myself that I'm like watching TV. That's It's not like I'm reading a book or something <laughs> that feels like, you know, like a lot of work. It's just watching a show. And uh, so I'll just end up scrolling, looking at my phone. So I took everything's off my phone right now. And I have looked at YouTube comments. Uh, sometimes, like I don't know, occasionally you go check and then start looking at some stuff. And yeah, I mean, YouTube's the most brutal. It's awful, man. Yeah, YouTube's tough. They people are on there. It's the wild west. I mean, they go after you hard. And uh, I'm trying to think. I had. I mean, I did it recently. And I mean, they it can affect you. It affects like how you do comedy. Like uh -huh. you're be. You realize, you know, I always get, like I say, um, a lot, or um, like, you know. And so then I've consciously tried to think of that. Sometimes during my act, and uh, I'll try not to say it. It still does, you know, try to still, you're going to say it, everybody says it. That person that comments says it. Yeah, exactly. So 
it's just the way we talk and the humans talk. Uh-huh. They, as they think, you know, they use that. I find the people who defend you almost hurt your feelings more. Yeah. Because I'll be like, yeah. everyone will just be ripping me. And then some old lady will be like, look, guys, he's probably new. Just, <laughs> you know, come on. Comes just like, he'll get better. Just keep doing it. You're, yeah. Uh, you've been doing it 10 years. Yeah. Like they, yeah. That, those are, those are tough. Well, people will be nice, you know, because it, it, people always, you never post the nice stuff. People always post the mean uh-huh. comments. Uh, so that probably doesn't help that they're the ones that get the most. If they get anything, it's that you post the mean ones. But the mean ones can sometimes be the funniest or, you know. So, like, that's why you end up doing it. I mean, the nice ones are always truly appreciated when everybody's like, it's great. Yeah. And there's definitely more of those than there is the hate from it. Maybe not on YouTube comments. YouTube comments, I mean, they go through and it's, they go, pull up, let's see. You want to see? Yeah, I do. Uh, I'm trying to think if I... There's a, I think it's because you have total anonymity on, on YouTube, right? It's not linked to any of your... Yeah. Like on Facebook, you click and then there's your personal Facebook. Yeah. So you're going to be less likely to just trash a stranger, I feel like. Yeah, you know, that's like... Uh, so I've heard people talk about that where... You should have to, like on social media, like you should have to have your name next to it. You, like, no matter what it is. Mm-hmm. If you're leaving a comment, you should have to have your real name. So that would, you know, because, yeah, you're not going to be like a crazy person with, you know, if, if it's like your actual name and people can your track your jobs job right there. Yeah. Because, I mean, look, people, regular people can get fired from their jobs. And, you know, it's not like it's just this celebrity cancel culture thing. It's a regular a person that works at, Wendy's could be just destroyed and let go because they go on a rant or something. And Mm -hmm. so they should have to put your real name, you know, uh, 1 million views. I don't think guys don't worry about that. I don't think real names would keep the things that people are saying about me at bay at all. I mean, because everybody would just agree with them. Well, you have people in your comments that are more famous than you. (laughs) They're doing better in life than you. (laughs) Like I'm doing better than this guy. Uh, yeah, pull up one of these. Yeah, click. I don't. It doesn't matter. I don't know which one. Uh, teen mom. It's our first kid. I don't know if we had a kid too late in life. Sometimes I wonder. All right, like, you maybe, yeah. yeah. Just pause it. That's like a nightmare. Someone plays your own clip, and you're like, just please stop it. You know, <laughs> a fun at, thing about this Comedy top, Central. Look at the top comment. He looks twenty and forty at the same time. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, see those? I don't That's mind. That's got five point yeah. five thousand yeah. likes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I, I could have used that as a, in my act. And that's, that's a great opening joke. I look 20 and 40 at the same time. Yeah. That's pretty good. Uh, I've gotten Lego Man. Someone says yeah, that he looks, looks like, like a Lego. Lego. I've, I've definitely had that, especially with my hair cut. So this was my Economy Central special. Uh, full-time magic, something a lot, of, a lot of people haven't seen. A big reason for that is it, was, uh, it aired the same night of the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. The same night, yeah. and I so we were. I was doing the Tonight Show uh, to promote it, and where I mean, that's when they told me that backstage, or and I asked the Comedy Central people, I was like, you know, you're we're airing this the same night of the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight, and they're like, ah, uh, you know, that fight's a hundred dollars. Like, I don't think people are gonna pay that for that fight, <laughs> and it's like, I mean, they act like we're in some third world country. You're like, a hundred dollars is not insane, and you can get. 20 people to come and throw in five dollars and everybody watches it that's what people do they watch it in these big fights i watched that fight in a neighborhood somebody projected it onto their garage door oh there were like 100 people out there watching yeah 
Yeah. So it's not that. What's funny? We wa- I watched the fight. Didn't watch my own special. It aired. So what I what I ended up doing was, uh, which we talked about, such. I ended up trying to make a joke about it, like saying that it's airing the same night because I was hoping, like, just you might as well accept it. And they aired it. They agreed. They aired it back to back. So they aired it at midnight and one a.m. Uh, but the fight started. I mean, because it was running late. That fight was, and it started the second my special started airing at midnight. I mean, to the minute. It just like they both started, and I was. Were you over there? Yeah, yeah. We, we were at my house, and uh, well, it was a day of sports, if you remember. Yeah, it there was, was a, a ton of stuff. There was, a, yeah, uh, yeah, NBA playoffs, NBA playoffs, a uh, big golf tournament. What day of the week was it? Was it, it was Saturday? a Saturday? Yeah, was it Saturday. Yeah, I think it was. A Saturday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, there's there's other stuff. Football was. Did football mix in? No, it was, it was in the spring. Play. Yeah, maybe it was NBA playoffs. There was a golf, golf tournament. tournament. Uh, I think the Kentucky Derby was that day, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. It's like it was a day that's like one of the craziest days yeah. ever in sports. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then the Mayweather Pacquiao fight. And then the neighbor gets it's the like full-time that, magic. There you go. OJ, 30 for 30, everything else that was going on that day. Yeah. That's what it's like. Yeah. Yeah. It was like that. OJ Simpson just got out that day. <laughs> no. Uh, yeah. It was the best one I heard. Uh, and I don't know if it's true, but someone said uh, Norm McDonald's special aired on Earth Day where they told everybody to turn their TVs off. <laughs> and so if that's true, he would win uh, as far as that's a pretty great one. The station was telling people to... I mean, every network, every the people that make television, all television was like, do not turn your TV on today. Go outside. It's go outside. Uh you know, spending a day out, and everybody's like, all right, and his yeah. special comes out that day. Uh, ours was, so that was the Mayweather-Pacquiao fight. And the, another thing, too, with that, so if you, if you see my, that special, which I don't know if you can see in that clip. Just play that clip. You don't have to play the volume. Uh, sorry, see my, my hair kind of does that little, above my right eye, it kind of curves mm-hmm. over. She was, I, was I think that's what people mean when, yeah. they, when they say Lego. The yes. Lego hair. So yeah, yeah. Pr- just press mute so we don't have to hear it. I don't, I don't hear it at all. Why well, am born? Oh, you got it muted on. Oh, God. There you go. So that little swerve, is it like a swerve? It goes over. So you can, you take, when you do a special, you take two shows and then you edit together the best of those two shows. So when we got to, when we got here to do this special in New York, uh, they did not have a hair person. And uh, what's funny is like, so I'm my buddy, Anthony Jesling, I was talking to him about, we were talking about taping a special. He goes, just make sure someone takes a picture of your hair. So your hair matches. This is what he tells me a month before I take the special. And I was like, all right. And then I get there and there's no hair person that does your hair. And not that I need anything crazy, but you just want, you need it to look the same. Uh-huh. So we have to get, someone just had, we had to get hairspray from someone. And then we have someone that, person that did my makeup was like, here, I'll just do your hair. So my hair, I have this swoop. But then in the other show, that swoop is not there. So in the edits, I, I don't think anybody, I mean, some people noticed, but if you, if, if you can't see, yeah, there you now go. it's gone. In this clip. And now it's, that's a huge difference. Uh-huh. And I mean, I just don't think people pay attention. Those people are laughing at me. Uh, but I mean, that's an enormous. That's a big. Now that it you almost looks like out, you cut that part off. 
It does. Shows. Yeah. So it was. It was the and then we went in between and then we had two. Di- so I, I had the thing that I was told to pay attention to is the thing that happened, and so now when I do a special, I'm soup. I have a hair person, uh-huh. and we take a picture and to make sure that it's the same because people can have two like shirts. You can wear a shirt that's like it gets weird. Uh-huh. Uh, the collar could be different in both shows. I mean, TJ Miller, he has an HBO special. His is so funny because he gets. He pours water on himself, so like the the wet spots yeah. are different, and they just go back and forth. But I mean, I think that's part of what he does is like. But it's just funny that I mean, his I mean, it'll be like his shirt's like wet, then not wet, then yeah. back to wet. Uh, but mine is just that hair. The hair looks good there, and then for some reason, before that, it was uh, not good. You know. So when you did the Tennessee Kid, you had a hair person, but yeah. then your shoes. Um, the Tennessee Kid, I forgot. So the shoes that I wore in the Tennessee Kid, uh, I we we're staying is right. We shot it uh, outside of Atlanta. Dul- was it Dul- not Duluth, mm-hmm. Duluth, Georgia? Yeah. Uh, and so we were staying downtown Atlanta at the hotel because that's where they most of the hotels were. So we, I go, you know, everything's laid out. We get to the show. Uh, we're about to. We're, I mean, ten minutes from starting, and I go to finish getting dressed and I go to get my shoes my shoes I left them at the hotel so and the hotel's 30 minutes away so we have to we the the production team calls the the hotel and just has has someone go up to the hotel room and get the shoes and then the shoes get drove in a cab cost me like 50 bucks to get these shoes and we thankfully the the production person was smart enough to think she was like, she told him, she goes, take a picture of the shoes and text me. And then, so they take a picture and they were just going to bring my wife's running shoes, like my wife's like regular sneaker shoes. They're like, are these, they're like pink and they're, but they look like, you know, and then she's like, are these it? And then, I mean, if she wouldn't have, and they would have just yeah. showed up, I would have just had just some shoes. I mean, I, I had my brother, I was going to wear his shoes uh-huh. and he had like some kind of boots. We were just looking to go in the audience and be like, everybody, put your feet up. Let me see what kind of shoes you got. And thankfully, uh, it got there. We started late because of that. Uh, Brian had to go on and just like stretch and do time. <laughs> like we had to wait for these shoes to get there, uh, and they made it. Yeah, I would never have thought to be like have them send a picture. Because I never would who have in either. their right mind would grab the wrong shoes. Yeah. You know? That's hilarious. Yeah, I would have. I, I I wouldn't have either. It's like little stuff, like you know, stuff like that. That's little. That's uh-huh. like smart. Where you see someone do something smart. Someone that's been in that situation before. Yeah. Where they go no, you need them to take a picture because they might bring the wrong thing. Uh-huh. And I mean, it, and it was a good thirty forty minutes before we got them. And I mean, if you went through all that and then they just show up with you know my daughter's shoes <laughs> and like you're like oh that's not that good. Uh, and then you're just back to like square one. Yeah. It would have been it would have been bad. I, I could have that special could have went with uh, bad shoes. Uh, so, is there any YouTube that twenty to forty thing was funny? Is there any more? Uh, the Lego. The Lego. They're pretty complimentary. Here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They get complimentary uh, after that. Uh, Why does he look like Josh Hutcherson and Buzz Lightyear combined? Uh, I don't know who that first guy is. I don't either. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I want to look up Josh Hutcherson. Yeah. 
I mean, all these uh, are complimentary. His whole act hinges on stupidity. Yeah, I get that a lot. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But when, but he's smart because no one makes it in comedy without being pretty sharp. Well, thank you. Uh, I get a lot of people just being like, this guy is... Uh, <laughs> Somebody said Rich Voss did. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, I get I, I, a lot of people tell me, you know, they're like, oh, you're smart. Like they, I, they you know, yeah. they, they tell me that as uh, it's like, no, man, you're, you're really smart. And then you're like, okay, I appreciate it. I'm not like book smart. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like I can't, but you know what you're doing with comedy. I always, I say I've said it on stage where I'm I'm smart in my world and like my brain I'm like the smartest of my brain. Like I'm uh-huh. I know what I'm, you know I know what I'm talking about in my thing, and I know when to not get into something. Yeah. I know like I don't ever get in. If there's an argument, I'm not diving in. Some I'll get crushed in an argument. Uh huh. Because they just start saying they start saying like historical stuff like then i'm just out like it's like right, yeah. i don't know man and then i just bounce, i bail out of the conversation and i go all right i want out of it uh you ever have anybody tell you you're smart and it seems like a weird like we weren't even talking about that like like uh, it never even crossed your mind till they told you you're smart nate i mean that's everybody says that all the time too they're like no you're because i say i'm dumb mm-hmm. and then they're like you're not dumb I feel like they want to like root me on, you know, like no man, you're and I'm like all right, appreciate yeah. it, you know. It's all very nice, you know. I'll get that with uh with fat jokes. <laughs> Where they'll be like, "Ah, you're not that. Come on, you're not that big." Not that I'm like, big. "Ah, I appreciate it." <laughs> yeah. You're it's up nice there talking you like you're real big, but you're not you're not that big. How know? big is big enough to where I can make these jokes? <laughs> I feel like I'm there. I feel like you have a good you're like uh you have a good stature for your size. Like you're just like it looks like a football player, like a big oh, dude that'd thanks. be a football player. Like yeah, you're not yeah. like yeah, you look like our offensive lineman. Yeah, there's a yeah. Hey, thank you guys. Yeah, yeah. You know, makes me feel good. Uh, I was the like Tony Soprano was like f- fat, but he was like a good fat. Like he could take his shirt off, and you're like, all right, like you know, <laughs> that's a good that's a good fat. Yeah, I'm not saying I think you look worse oh, than sure. him, Bobby Bacala yeah. over here. <laughs> Uh, Tony Soprano runs circles around you, but I'm just saying. I get John Candy a lot, who I don't even really know. You're and not big like John Candy. John, John Candy. Goodman is the other guy I get. Uh, I think it's because I wear flannel a lot. I look like yeah. a Roseanne character. Yeah. But, you do uh, look like you could be a Roseanne kid from like, that show. One of the kids of the family? One of the kids in the family. Okay. You could, you could definitely show up. John Candy, dude, I... Uh, you know, I, I asked someone, I was like, if you could, you know, they talk about, like, if you could bring back someone to life, like, who would you bring back to life? Like, would you bring back him, between him and Chris Farley, who would you choose, John Candy or Chris Farley? I, for me, I can tell you, I would choose John Candy. And I think, I, I, by the way, you'd want both. They're both unbelievable. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both amazing. But John Candy, Chris Farley is usually what people say. I ask this question a lot. That's a, <laughs> I just walk up to people and I, uh, But... Chris Farley's uh, the immediate kind of response, just how he was so funny, so funny. But when you watch John Candy movies like Uncle Buck and uh, uh, Uncle Buck's Planes, Trains, and Plane, Trains, Automobiles, Unreal. Like, Uncle Buck is unreal. Like, mm-hmm. this is some of the stuff. I here. haven't seen any of this. Oh, dude. Oh, man. You've never seen Plane, Trains, and Automobile? No. no. Yeah. It's, uh, it's pretty great. It's, it's pretty great. Was he just a comedic actor or was he? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think he was on. Was he on SNL or he was on? No, he was, he was on the Canadian City. version. Yeah. Okay. But he's just so 
funny and just and he could do he he could i mean he would do like serious stuff like you know even in plane trains and automobiles he has this big speech it's like just beautiful yeah i'd be curious if that held up for you like seeing it for the first yeah, time yeah i'll go check it out it's good mm-hmm. it's it's uh he john candy to me is like when you just go back and watch him it was so he's so impressive it's so funny and it's he's just i don't know he's loving i mean but chris farley is the same way yeah it's you know it's a tough you know it's a not it's a tough question to but I think most people would think say Chris Farley but I don't think they think about what John Candy did yeah Great Outdoors he was in that like the old ninety sixer he just wear he goes and eats a ninety six ounce steak and then eats it all and then just wants to walk out the shirt just laying on his body like he can't move because <laughs> he ate the whole thing yeah I mean it's unbelievable uh, speaking of eating. You might notice we don't have the Krispy Kreme donuts. We bailed. I was. Uh, I don't think you really wanted to do it. I talked to my doctor and. Uh, Did you? No, nah, oh. I don't have a doctor. Do you ever talk to your? Do- you know when they I tell you, I've yet. never. Yeah, I have a doctor, but they. It's like just like a new person that's in that office. Like yeah. the, every doctor you go there, like, we can't take new patients, and I just get someone that's just. Uh-huh. I mean, they're, she's very nice. I think they, they know what to do. She's just super young and, like, you know, like a, in training, I guess. Or like, she's not an actual doctor? She's not the main, you know, the real deal. Not yet. <laughs> she, I'm, doctor. Gonna, I'm starting with her from the bottom, and we're going to go to the top, and she's going to be one of the best doctors in the country. And I'll be like, remember when I was there from the very beginning? Uh-huh. Is that how doctors move but up? But is she a doctor? Yeah, she went to – what's it called <laughs> when they don't have – Nurse practicing or a nur- nurse practitioner? Maybe, yeah. Can they be doctor, yeah. physician's assistant? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> I Something think they, like that. they they can do a lot of things that a doctor can, like they oh, can write boy. prescriptions. You know, when you just you just want someone in the building, like <laughs> yeah, I mean, just somebody, it, somebody just, with scrubs. Yeah, do this. I think you could, I would ask. To, I mean, I would feel feel comfortable going in, just talking to the secretary, and be like, "What do you think this is?" And they like the you know, and she's like, "Ah, she's been around. Yeah. They've seen stuff. A lot of people come in and out of here. Yeah, and know. they just give you like, uh, they're like, "Nah, you're." It's fine. It doesn't look that bad. And that would be enough. Yeah. You know, they should be, you should have an office of that where just someone that's like, I'm not a doctor, but I've worked in a doctor's office. I've seen everything come in and out. When you just want a quick, like, hey, does this look cool? Uh-huh. Or is this something weird? And they're like, nah, that's probably fine. And that person, you should have, we should start that business of just, it's, you go in and just for the quick and easy. You know, yeah, does this mole look weird to you? Yeah. yeah just and they're like, no, look. I've seen millions of those moles. Uh-huh. And you're like, all right, thanks. And then you leave. Yeah, I, don't ha- I didn't have one of those. One of those. Like, the, like the drug commercials are always like, talk to your doctor about. I've never been in the position to like, to doctor. hey, have you looked into this prescription? If you start before? a new diet, they're like, talk to your doctor. You're like, I'm just going to start it. Yeah, I don't exactly. know. I can't. I just think like dieting, you know. Uh, I've done millions of diets and tried different things. All of them are just, you know, like it's because the problem is like everybody we hear about, like my old joke about it, like the before body, you know, like they're, but everybody that starts about talks about a diet. They, it's a very like healthy person that tells you like, you don't want to do that. Like it doesn't like when they're, you're like, I'm going to do no carbs. They're like, you don't want to do no carbs. You need carbs. But when someone that doesn't diet, you're like, yeah, man, just stick to something. If you ate cereal every day, that would probably be better than what most people. If you just stuck, if you were like, I just want to eat, 
I don't any any like I'm just gonna eat like you know no bread like just steaks whatever that diet, the carnivore diet where it's just like you eat meat all day long and someone's like don't do that you're like I don't know if you've never done anything yes yeah, start that <laughs> and if you can do that for a long time then you can adjust from there yeah. but if someone usually that's never done a diet that's the problem they they read too much stuff about it because I'm the same way I won't do a diet and then. I'll be like, I'm going to start, I go, I start the most extreme diet. You know, I, I tried the carnivore. I was like, well, I'm going to just do that. I'll just eat meat three times a day. That's what the, the carnivore diet? It's just steak. You just eat like just meat. meat. And so, <laughs> and so the, you, you start that. And, but then, you know, when you read stuff, they're like, no, you don't want to do that. It's bad for this and bad for that. But it's like, I mean, what I'm doing is bad. What I'm doing regularly uh-huh. is bad. If I mean, fast food, I'm eating all this stuff, that's bad. So just start. You know, you don't got to talk to your doctor about this stuff. Just start it. What's you're not gonna? I don't. I just don't think you're gonna go from. And this is going to just a regular person that probably eats fast food. You know, a few times a week uh-huh. to then just go eat meat every day. It's not like that person's like. You're like, well, now you're gonna be. You have a heart attack because you did. No, you were on your way to a heart attack. Yeah. So just eat the meat all day. Uh huh. Yeah. That's what. Why'd I you stop doing the? That because it's because it's a lot, you know. Because you get talk tired. To his doctor. I talked to my doctor. I was like, "What are you doing, man?" Karen, like, you gotta have a steak uh, for breakfast. I saw my doctor at a red light, and I rolled the window. I was like, "Hey, I'm." Uh, that's the only time I talk to him. If I see him, oh, there's my doctor. Uh, yeah. I don't. I mean, there's times I don't know if I would even recognize my doctor out. I never had a doctor. Yeah, I'd, until re- until recently. I don't even know if you have a doctor now. It's it's half and half. But I don't know if I do. I don't. Yeah, I've never really had like a. I was. I, I, uh, how do people get these doctors? I don't even know where you go. I had to look. I would Google. How do you get? What do you got to do to get a doctor? Uh-huh. Or I asked my wife. I'm like, I need a doctor. Like I should be going to someone. Yeah. You know? I called my doctor recently to get in for something. And they're like, he's on vacation or something. But they're and then, but she's like, but Kevin could see you. And I was like, oh, that's kind of. I thought it was very. She was very, very loose with not calling him doctor. She's so close to him or whatever. But then I got there. Kevin wasn't a doctor. Yeah, he was like a physician's assistant. Yeah, but they, they, he knows. Yeah, he's around. He's in the. You know, it'd it'd be like if you asked us about this podcast and they wanted to talk to me and I can't do it. And you goes, you know, you would be like, I can answer your question, like. You want you maybe can't approve something. We're not going to change the logo. Yeah. You can't change the logo yeah. of the podcast, but you could. You could definitely. You're the nurse practitioner of this of podcast. this podcast. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you're good enough. But we don't want and you doing we, the surgery. Yeah, I don't do think people would want to pay the full copay if they knew that <laughs> that I was the one running it. Well, yeah. if they went do an interview about this podcast and they're like, "Can we talk to Nate?" You're like, "No, but you can talk to Brian." And then, you know, they're like, all right, well, that's fine. Like, you know, they would just do that. And they go, that's fine. And you answer, answer the general questions yeah. of the podcast. But if you have any real questions, we'll wait till Nate gets here. You know? I'd wait. Yeah, what if they just they want to wait? Could you have said that? You, you're, I guess you can. You can wait. I'll wait till he gets back. But I didn't realize until I got there that Kevin wasn't a doctor. I just thought she was just being, she's so close with him that she's like, that's what she calls him. Yeah. And then I got there, and there's no MD in front of his name just yeah. kevin he wasn't even wearing a lab coat it was just come on back here he just came in he's on his phone hello like, hello he's like just hangs his phone up what's up man what's wrong like i feel like those guys take it less serious uh-huh. what's up man what are you talking about but did he answer your questions i mean i guess he seemed surprised that i would come see him 
He's, uh, he was, I mean, was it like, maybe he set up real nice. He's like, this is the, what are you, the first I think one? he was excited to see me. Yeah. yeah. He dives in. He's got to know, dude. That's like nurses. They always say that. Like nurses at hospitals, they do everything. Like they're the ones that get to <laughs> do. You're a chicken, a they, yeah. fish. Yeah. The, uh, the nurses at a hospital, they do, they do it all. You're, that's who you're seeing majority of the time. The doctor comes in. You know, when Harper was born... Uh, you know, the doctor comes in at the last second, like on, I mean, he comes in, I mean, it's truly the baby's coming out and the doctor's like plops in. I mean, it's, he's maybe he's in the thick of it for, I don't know, 20, I don't remember how much time it was cause it's such a crazy moment, but it's like 20 minutes. He's just in it. And then he's like, all right, see you later. And then he leaves. You think every time's it like, Hey guys, I'm going to see if I can just literally how walk quick right in and. Yeah, yeah I, I think they do. I mean, I think they have to tie, you know, they just do it. Like, how quick can they come and go? Like, he's like, I mean, I bet there's times he could be at a dinner, and then he's like, I got to go. He delivers a baby and can make it back to the dinner. <laughs> can you imagine that? Like, you're a doctor, you come Don't back. box that up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just leave it. Can you imagine coming back, and then you just sit there and... You're like, what'd you go do? Did you go to the bathroom? You're like, no, I delivered a baby. <laughs> I welcomed a life into this earth. And now you're just back like, uh, uh, like eating. And your food's not even that cold. I bet that happened. Was it that short? Like it was just a few minutes that he was in there? Yeah, I mean, I, I really don't remember. I mean, it could have yeah. been two hours and I don't know. Like you're, you know, it's a, it's a whirlwind. You had other stuff going on. Well, you just, yeah. a lot's happening. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, I mean, you, you got a baby being born. And so it's, it's, it's all, you know, I cut them, bil- that, they, my wife and mom had a bet if I'd cut them umbilical cord. And I did. Because I mean, I say it, I talk about that, obviously, I'm, I'm not on that, but, uh, but like they, because they just put the baby in front of your face, and then they like cut the cord, and you're just like, you're just in like a daze, man. Like you know, uh, and it's and then you, so I cut the cord, and then and that was it. Uh, and then he went back to his regular life. <laughs> went to, I know the baby. They try to do C-sections sometimes because they want they want it. Oh, uh, like, you need a doctor like, for that, right? Yeah, they don't. They don't let Kevin come in and no, do a C-section. No, he's not. He's like, that's not his thing. Uh, but I mean, that's why you wouldn't. But Kevin wouldn't be there to do that. Like Kevin, like your Kevin would just be. But Kevin's there the whole time. You have the more rapport with Kevin. You could have. I don't even know if I would know the doctor that delivered our daughter. Like, I, if I if he walked up to me, I'd be like, "What's up, man?" Like, you know, like I wouldn't. It's not like you're like, "Oh yeah, I know this guy." This is this. I mean, maybe you sh- I should, but whatever. So, uh, anyway, the whole point this we're not doing the Krispy Kreme dog. <laughs> yeah. That was the whole. We tried it, and uh, you know, we we really thought about it, and then I a watching us eat for an hour. Mm. I don't think is good. Yeah, I think we we do need to do it one day, and we we do it film it as a separate thing, uh-huh. and I'm gonna do it with you. I'll, okay, I'll eat the yeah. You know, that's one of those things I've been able to say for years. One of those claims I could make, and nobody would ever actually give me the opportunity to prove well, it. Oh, well, now, now you, you want know. to do it? Okay. Now you want to? Yeah. No, well, now under these circumstances that he's that he's saying of a separate, we thing. just go. We we just we're just sitting here and we're uh-huh. and we can. Yeah, I mean, w- watching us eat for an hour can't awful, be good. Awful. Like if we with just a mic like, right in front of yeah. us. 
Yeah. That's not fun for anybody, uh-huh. man. We did build it up. Like, I mean, luckily no one's seen this. <laughs> mm-hmm. So there, people are going to be like, ah, I got to see it. They do the Krispy Kreme. And then, I mean, they're going to be disappointed immediately in this podcast. Yeah. That they think that's going to happen. And then, I think there'll be a lot more relief than <laughs> people being upset. Yeah, like people don't care. Yeah. yeah. They're like, no one I don't want to see that guy. I don't we see don't know him. who that guy is to begin with. And then you could have him eating the whole next podcast. You know who has the world record for glazed donuts? Who? Joey Chestnut. Does he? Yeah. What is it? He ate, I think, 55 in eight minutes. Okay. You fact check me on that, but I think Joey I Chestnut we has this up the last record. week. We're already in reruns? Yeah, I think we... <laughs> episode two? Like it's well, just... I'm trying to segue into we're talking about, a, you know... Joey Chestnut... Since What's his net worth? I, I want to know that. What? How much money could that guy make? Joey Chestnut net worth. Uh, no one cares about the glaze. Don't two fifty seven. Two hundred fifty seven. Okay, a little higher than what I was talking. Okay. You said fifty five. Yeah, but that was a. That's different... like what he. That's like that would be like his breakfast that morning is to get him to get his stomach ready. He would eat fifty five of them. I think he ate over different... two hundred more after you stopped I mean, watching. That's a different on. competition. That's an endurance competition. It looks like. Oh, don't host Oh, those don't, are powdered powder hoster donuts. donuts. He, he has a glazed minutes. donut one, too. I was looking at all the world records he has. I think there's an argument to be made. He's If you consider this a sport, then like one of the greatest athletes of all time. Just as, in as the, dominant. the length of time he's been dominating. Yeah. Do his net worth, too. I want to see his Kobayashi worth. used to be the guy. Well, Kobayashi was very briefly the guy. So mm-hmm. when, when this became uh, – when hot dog eating came, it was uh, – it was what is what is his net worth? One point five million. Oh really? Oh yeah, it was worth estimated. Uh, that's a lot of money, man, for just eating. Eating. Uh, yeah, Kobayashi was he came in hot. Joey Chestnut, like he was the guy, and then Chestnut came in and just has never let up, and almost you know I remember Kobayashi first. Like, he was the first one when I yeah. first saw it. I thought he was the main person. Yeah. And then Joey Chestnut's been just on a run. Uh, you know, I mean, there's a major league eating MLE. Mm-hmm. It's, a, it's a whole circuit that they go do, like Buffalo Wings. Like, it's different season of, like, what you, you know, what you end up doing. Yeah, Kobayashi's got double the net worth of Joey Chestnut, according to Like, he's website. got more of a look, you he's know. He's got the endorsements in Japan. <laughs> he t- He's got more of a look. <laughs> he does uh, have a look. It's, you know, I was thinking, like, when's, it, when's enough? Like, at what point are you Joey Chestnut and you go, this is, we're good. I mean, I think he was, what, 34? When do you go, like, that's, you know what? <laughs> I think when I'm you hold a, back. a world record in every food group, that's when you tap out. I know, but what if, what if he's not good at a certain, you know, it's like pickles are just brutal His- for me. <laughs> Like what if that's his? Like he can't do. He's pretty well rounded. If you look at what he's he's got the world record for eating gumbo. He's got the uh, asparagus world record, glazed donuts, and now and hot dogs. Still. I mean, his whole after the asparagus <laughs> one, his whole his whole house smells weird. <laughs> like when he because that's I mean you eat one you eat half an asparagus a, and a it's a bite a bite yeah and it's 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 a wrap. I mean, when you, if you go pee, it's going to be like, It's amazing Whoa. how well that works. It's unbelievable. I mean, imagine having the... And you eat as much as him, it's got to be a week of that. Uh-huh. Like, of just... <laughs> what is like, it? Uh, like, you walk over his house and you're like, 
asparagus season <laughs> you just know without even yeah i'm training i'm training he's yeah. like yeah i'm getting into it you got know? a big match next week uh yeah i mean i don't know you know when's gonna be you know yeah i don't know i mean what's i mean he's in good shape so it's again it's not i'm sure he talks to his doctor i mean can you imagine going tell your doctor that like <laughs> I, I can't imagine doctors ever is like that's good man <laughs> You think it's hard for you to find a doctor? Imagine them trying to find a, a doctor. Just man. having insurance, like you're gonna insure. What's your diet like? Uh, eat <laughs> seventy-five hot dogs in three minutes, and like, whew. Uh, all right, just one time a year. It's like just hot dogs one time a year, and then after that, I've done donuts, and you're like, good night, man. He's got the Big Mac eating uh, Big Mac world record too. I think it was 35 Big Macs in 32 minutes. Could you, if you do this, could you, uh, like, I don't like onions. So would I be allowed? I bet not. If I'm like, can I do mine with no onions? If you did the Big Mac? Yeah. <laughs> would I be allowed to take, to have? I, I don't think so. That gives you a really unfair advantage because you got to think about 32. I mean, that's a, that on, that's a lot of onions. It's a lot of onions. It adds up. It adds up. Yeah, it's like a it's like a whole different few burgers, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. they would make me eat the onions. Yeah, there it is. Thirty two Big Macs. It's the world record. Thirty two Big Macs in I think thirty five minutes. Pretty amazing. They always talk about the calories too, like how many calories do you intake. But it, like, I never understand calories. Like, where you're supposed to? How many you're supposed to eat? I don't know how they know how many calories are in something. It says yeah, it on the I, box. I mean, that's, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> but the people who put the stuff on the box, how do they know? I guess I need to know what a calorie is before I ask that question. But I, I think they're just making it. Yeah, I don't I mean, who, who knows what these calories are, man? I mean, this is, you know, that's like when you go look at diet stuff. I think you could write anything on a diet thing to make anybody convinced. If someone just aggressively and confidently talks about it, like calories don't matter. Like or whatever, and they and they just tell you why that person's persuasive. Then you're like, I I'm on board with this. Yeah. This guy, what what this guy says. If it worked for one person, yeah, they got a before and after picture of just one yeah. person. I remember a guy I worked with for I Start Comedy, and he lost a ton of weight, and uh, all he did was eat tuna fish for like a year. <laughs> he just ate tuna fish, still drank beers, <laughs> drank sodas, mm -hmm. but just did tuna fish and lost. I mean, maybe a hundred pounds. Yeah. Uh, and I always, I still think about that. I always like think, oh, I should just do, cause you're like, I should just do that. That's easy. You just eat tuna fish. Uh, but I didn't do it, <laughs> but he, but you're, you know, what? I mean, any, if you do anything, I think if you do anything to your system, you will lose weight. Like if just any kind of aggressively just change, you're, you're going to drop something, you know? If you, yeah, I mean, if you just uh -huh. if you're eating less. <laughs> no, you. But I mean, just consistently doing one. Your body is, you know, my body's just. It doesn't know what we're going to get. There's no consistency. Uh -huh. It's. I mean, it's, it's all just ready it's for map. anything. It's like yeah. it's like what what's this day going to be? <laughs> you know, what what's it, what's it, you know are we go have donuts in the morning. We might yeah we might have pancakes. We might have nothing. Uh -huh. There's a, there's plenty of stuff. So. That's that's the message. Just do whatever you want to go do. <laughs> that's a, this is a diet. There's some doctors losing get, their mind right now. I mean, just like they're like they've got to be this irresponsible. This. Yeah, what is what are these guys talking about? But you go just just do something. Mm -hmm. They would. I remember my buddy Justin Silver used to. He would be like, "Don't get rid of ketchup." He's like, "Just get rid of ketchup. You'll be fine." 
And I didn't, but I didn't, you know. I didn't How much ketchup are you eating that that would make that I, big of a difference? Well, at that time, I would do a lot of ketchup. I would always, I like to do enough that it makes the person next to me uncomfortable. Like, they have to bring it up. That's how much ketchup I like. Mm-hmm. I like the ketchup enough that someone goes, that's a lot of ketchup. Like, they, they can't not say it, you know? Like, it's that <laughs> much that they're like, uh-huh. huh, you could use the whole bottle. They, there's some comment that they have to mm-hmm. not let go. You would add ketchup to, like, if you got a burger at, like, McDonald's or something, you'd add ketchup to it? I, uh, I don't anymore. Uh, I like ketchup, but... I can eat fries without ketchup. Yeah. Just as easy. I mean, they're, you know, they're just as good. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to think where I, if I use ketchup on, I, I don't use ketchup as much as I used to, but there was a time. I mean, I would use <laughs> it. was really a big part of your life. He was a, like. man, getting older. Yeah. Get, yeah. My dad puts ketchup on everything. Uh, steak? Yeah. I think so. Wow. I, I, I use steak. I like Heinz 56, but you can't use it if you go to a nice steak restaurant. Because it's insulting, right? It's so. an, yeah. If you get like a real expensive steak and then you mm-hmm. ask for like A1, <laughs> they get like real upset. <laughs> they get, I mean. My dad used to say like that. That's like getting, you get wine and you put ice in your wine. That was like. <laughs> what, is that a thing? Uh, oh, yeah. That's Wait, like, was, you look like real redneck. If you get like I've a never even heard of, anybody thinking of doing that. I would, they would do it at Applebee's. When I worked at Applebee's, that would be a big, you get it. <laughs> my wife used to do it. Like there, you'd get a red wine. No, no. Uh, like white wine and you'd put ice in it make it like, a, it's like a drink and you put ice in it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That seems a little weird. Yeah. It's not as, it's not as classy. Uh-huh. It's not, a, you know, you don't want to cheers that. It looks like you have something on the rocks. And you're like, oh, what is that? Scotch, uh, Cabernet, or whatever. I don't know. What's Pino? What's uh, whatever white wine is? White Zinfandel. White Zinfandel. Yeah, that's the one you would put ice. Mm-hmm. White Zinfandel was if you get a, a cup with ice and white Zinfandel. I mean, when I waited tables, you might as well go ahead and light that cigarette. I worked in. <laughs> I worked at a place that had like 64 different beers on tap, and then we had a ton of different wines, and I was supposed to learn about all of them. But I just, I learned everything about one beer and then one type of wine. Yeah. And then when people would ask for it, I would just really sell those because I didn't know anything else. You just go in on the one. What was the wine? He, uh, there was a White Zinfandel, the house yeah. White Zinfandel. That's the one yeah. that someone's like, what do you got special it, back there? You're like, let me tell you what, a lot of these other it, If you knew nothing about wine, doesn't that sound like something legit? Like, I sound like I know what I'm talking about. If I were just like, the house red is great, you'd be like, oh, this guy doesn't know. But if I say Zinfidel, yeah. like, man, a, Ooh. this guy knows what he's talking about. I think a wine person, though, would be like, what? Like, white Zinfidel is like, I don't think... But is a wine person asking me for a recommendation? I mean, what, what restaurant was it? This is a Bricks wood-fired pizza. I mean, it's so a pizza it's, place. Oh. I think you need something more oh. obscure. So you're not like, yeah, you're in a pizza place. So you're oh, not dude, like I'm not a, in a, no, I'm yeah. not wearing a tux or anything. I mean, there was, when I worked, when I waited tables in Chicago, uh, we had someone that worked there. They also waited tables at like this, I want to say Rosebuds or something like that. And, but it was a very nice restaurant. It was like those servers, that's their career. Like those guys make a hundred grand a year being servers. So they're, it's like th- at that level of serving because there's different, le- like if you're at Applebee's, if you're at like, what you're just using like a college kid or you're, yeah. you know, or like you just, I mean, sometimes people become bartenders and work there their whole life because they can make a lot of money. Uh, but then you get to that next higher level where it's a restaurant. You're, that's an actual like profession. Like you're, so you're there, you have to know 
everything. Mm-hmm. You have to know all wine, and you have to really, you can't just phone it in. can't just, your standard, you know what's really good, our house white Zinfandel. Uh <laughs> Like I, I feel like once you say house, you're out. Like it's out. Like you know. I don't remember if it was a house or not. What was yeah. the beer? The Kentucky Bourbon Barrel was the one that I always recommend. That one I would believe. It's a I'd good be beer. Like, yeah, I'd be like, whoa. I'm like oh, I don't want something that dark. And be like, eh, I mean, it's pretty good. <laughs> Is it dark? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. really it's pretty heavy. It. It's a high gravity beer. I mean, it would knock people out. Oh, that sounded good. High it gravity was, beer. Yeah. See, I know a little yeah. bit. That just means I think it means it's ten percent or higher. Yeah, high gravity. So the Kentucky Bourbon Barrel was like bourbon, like it tasted like bourbon, and I'd recommend that. To yeah, everybody. they're like, I don't like bourbon. I'm like, well, you might, you might like this. Well, let me change your mind, and if <laughs> yeah. you don't, I'll bring you over a little glass of white Zinfandel and then uh, put some ice in it. Put some ice in it, and then you can you'll clean your palate. Yeah. <laughs> Were you a good server? Uh man, no, I don't think so. I would forget stuff a lot. Yeah. I would always try to uh, remember the whole table without yeah. writing it down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> people don't uh, like that. Uh-uh. Because they're just like, you sure you got this, buddy? Mm-hmm. And you're like, I got it. And then if you miss one thing, they're like, we told you. Yeah. Yeah. Because I would, you got to find little ways to keep yourself entertained. Yeah. And that's how and I would do it. And I'd, I'd miss stuff all the time. <laughs> and I'd, and then I'd have to comp the table stuff. So <laughs> yeah. I, <laughs> I sent this girl to the hospital. She uh she said she's allergic to feta cheese, and uh, I was like okay. And they kept saying she's allergic to feta. They got a pizza that had feta cheese, so I was like okay, I'll make sure. And I and uh, <laughs> why I, would I, they get yeah? Yeah, well, they go <laughs> they go. We want this pizza, but she's allergic to feta cheese. Don't get it. And I didn't really know what feta cheese looked like. <laughs> and um, and I gave her a pizza with feta cheese, and she ate it, and it was a real problem. So we had to comp their whole meal and. Yeah, and they you, left to go to the hospital because she yeah. was about to break out. I don't think or, I understand. They ordered it, but just said, "Don't serve her." No, they said, "Don't." They said, "Take th- this pizza." Usually comes with feta cheese. Yeah, don't put it on there. Okay, these people like to. Look and dangerous. then, <laughs> like, because they could order a pizza that doesn't have that from the beginning. And you know what? Yeah, and like I remember later that night, I felt so bad, and then I was like, "How did they not know what feta cheese looked like?" If you're so allergic to this, it's a little bit on you. It's a little bit living on the edge to go, we know feta cheese can kill this girl, mm-hmm. but we do like the feta cheese pizza here. So let's get that, just uh-huh. no feta cheese. Yeah. And you didn't type it in to say, hey, no feta cheese. I think I did, but I only put it once. You're supposed to write it like five times yeah. so that it comes out real, you know, in the, yeah. the receipt. Yeah. So, you know, a lot of people share the blame, I think. Yeah. Do you ever hear what happened? It starts here? with the head coach, and that's you right there. <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't know. I don't know what happened. They left, and they got a free meal. So it might have all been yeah. a scam. Well, we have her here know. today. Uh, come on in. Come on in. Sarah. And she's coming in. She can't speak. Uh, we, I, I think I was a good server. I liked it. I, uh, I, I, I could remember people's – I loved the idea that you just knew – you knew all your tables kind of orders – like, you know, you kind of just, it's like you're in your own little world. So, you know, like these, what these people are eating and drinking and you know where they're at, you know, when to stop by back by their table and be like, Hey, I remember one thing I learned from waiting tables that I think was a good thing to learn was, uh, they'd always talk about sense of urgency. And so you should always have a sense of urgency. So you should always feel like you're in, you you're, you're, you're hurrying to get these people what they want. 
And it was like a great lesson I learned just for life. Like you should have a, like there should, your life should have a sense of urgency. You should like, whatever you do, you should be like, we need to do this and do it correctly and do it as quick as we can. And I'm, and now like I see it even just in regular, if I go to somewhere and like, you can tell when they don't like, there's no sense of like, they don't care. Mm-hmm. Like it's like the food's going to get there when it gets there. There's no, there is no sense of urgency and I can really see it. And I always thought that was like a, that was like a good life lesson that I learned and just how you live your life is just have an urgency about yourself that you should be like, I, whatever I'm, thing I'm trying to accomplish, I go, I need to accomplish it. Don't put mm-hmm. it off. Don't do, you know, you go accomplish the thing. And you learned that at I learned piece? it uh, at uh, Jake Melnick's in Chicago. Mm. Uh, I learned it there. Me and Michael Clay, who I moved with to start comedy, we, we were the first people hired at that restaurant. And we went in, and I mean, I went back to it. I showed it on, uh, if you my YouTube, the Road Life clips. And then, uh, were you there? You were, yeah. And we went, we went back to the restaurant. And I mean, we walk. I walk in this restaurant, like, just like, how you doing? I'm back. I mean, I come back like, I'm back. Huh? I haven't worked there. It's been 17 years, and I, I think. Like, I just don't let stuff go because I didn't go to college. So, like, anything that I go do, I always say. Those were your college years. That was during my college years. I was, I still talk to people that, I I was texting with the good two nights ago that we worked with uh, there. When I meet people in my life, if I do meet you in some step of my life, you're usually in my life. Like, I don't, you don't leave. I don't, like, it's like, especially then, like, I kind of know, you kind of keep an eye on what everybody is doing. Uh, I was there, I was in Chicago for the Bartman years, uh, Steve Bartman. Yeah. I was at, the, I, I waited tables that night for that game. Uh, I remember we made a lot of money waiting tables cause it was, it was unbelievable. Just the atmosphere of Chicago. Like, I mean, they were, they were, they're going to win it this year. I was like, I can't believe I'm here in Chicago. We're going to win it. And I remember the Bartman thing when it happened still, still to this day, Chicago people make me livid about the Bartman thing. They, I think what they did to that guy, I don't think they deserved a World Series after that. I wish they would have just lost for the next 300 years because they, it's ridiculous that they put, they, I mean, dude, the newspaper like posted that guy's address. They like ruined that guy's life. And then these Chicago fans have all still been upset about it up until maybe five years ago. Then they were finally like, all right, I guess we should. You're like, yeah, well, you've already ruined this uh-huh. this dude's life. This guy can't do anything. He can't go back to another game. Can't. He's he's never done interviews, never done, you know, it's not like he went and got famous out of this. He tried to stay out of the line like you embarrassed him, and he did nothing wrong. He did mm-hmm. absolutely nothing wrong. And people just trash him. And it's, I mean, it's the, it was the most disgusting thing. I remember at that moment seeing it being like, why are you putting where this guy lives, like, out? Like, I wish you would have sued everybody and just because they ruined his life. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, uh, so that, I remember working that night. Of, if you watch the, the, the 30 for 30 on Steve Bartman's great. Yeah. And if you watch it, so after, when they had to escort him out, the, the girl that they talked to that worked for Wrigley Field, she ends up having to take him, take him to her apartment because they, they get him outside and the stadium and then someone's like that's the guy and so they have to like run and he has to go hide in her apartment until like everybody leaves so i'm waiting tables and another girl that i worked with we leave that night 
the next she goes home the next morning she comes back and we're just like you know all the news is steve bartman that's all that was on espn and you watched it and you're like man so crazy the girl that I worked with she was roommates with the girl that took her to her apartment so she got home and you know this is really before your text like mm-hmm. this is before any of that stuff so she walks in the door and steve bartman's just sitting on her couch which is unbelievable. Like, can you imagine the, you know, that's like a manhunt is going on. And then you walk in and he's, you know, the, the fugitive. Like, Richard Kimball. Richard yeah. Kimball's just sitting there. I mean, it's unreal. And so she came back and just told us that. And I was like, dude, that's, I mean, wow. especially then you were just like, what? Like, yeah. you know, and she just walked in. And he said he was just sitting there like sad. He was, he felt, you know, he I mean, headphones still on. Headphones still on. Yeah. Listening to them just trash him like he's the reason. They, you know, uh, can you think of another famous person that uh, had something crazy happen that never ever ever did an interview or never ever come back in the spotlight? Because he has done nothing. He's done nothing. And and I, mean, I, they, think I think of, they sent him a World Series ring. Yeah, but I mean, he's and never that, done that an interview that out. I know yeah, of. Exactly. His whole life is ruined. It's, it's like Cubs fans are like, we forgive you now. Yeah. It's like, oh, I'm just surprised I there's don't. not like YouTube video or Instagram people just posting, hey, I saw Steve Bartman at, mm-hmm. you know, Walgreens. Yeah. I mean, but there's that, nothing. that stuff wasn't around when that happened, or I bet. I'm talking about now even. Yeah, but now it's been so long that like I'm sure people. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised that you don't see something, but it's, I think he. Like lives in a town outside of Chicago. Like Mont probably keeps himself, and so it, and then he just kind of missed the time of like Twitter and like, I mean, if Twitter would have been around then, I mean, he would have. I mean, yeah, you would know everything about him probably uh-huh. without him wanting. But yeah, him just staying out of the light and not doing. That's anything. what's crazy is it was mainstream media doing this. Yeah. It wasn't people on Twitter doxing. Yeah. It was newspapers. Yeah. 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 Crazy. It's crazy. I feel like I've seen that clip so many times, but if he wasn't wearing exactly that, I couldn't pick him out of it. If he wasn't wearing right, that same right. that same outfit with yeah. the head the headphones and yeah. the, and a hat. If I just saw him at Walgreens in normal clothes, I don't think I'd recognize him. Yeah. Yeah. You're not looking for Steve Bartman, you know. No, you but for, I mean people other people I think would recognize him. Yeah, you're probably right. Somebody. People that were truly mad about it. Yeah. It's just very impressive that he's never done an interview and never been back in the spotlight. Maybe we'll be the ones. We get Steve Bartman on here. If he's listening, open invitation. Yeah. Anytime, <laughs> yeah. You're, anytime you want to come, buddy, you're welcome. Uh, I would remember the pressure of interviewing that guy for the first time. I'd be like, I don't even do interviews. You know, like, <laughs> so what's going on, yeah. man? How, was, how are things? Yeah. <laughs> Were you excited when the Cubs won? Uh, <laughs> you wouldn't even bring it what up. What do you think affected you more, when the Cubs won the World Series or when your life was ruined by <laughs> the city of Chicago? Which one? Uh, yeah, it was a crazy time to be in Chicago during that, during that run. It was, you know, it was just the, I mean, even before that, just the energy of that city and, like, I don't know how much, you know, I mean, it, you wanted them to win. Then I remember going to I went to White Sox games too. Uh, the people that Levy Foods, uh, who was like owned the restaurant or something, they had a box, and so they gave us tickets. Uh, like the last game of the regular season, the White Sox were out of it, 
I mean, there was maybe 50 people at this game. Yeah. <laughs> and we're sitting and like, we got to go sit there. But it's like one where you're like, no one's going to. But they're uh, like, I give them to some of the servers. And we're like, we would love to go. Yeah. And then we just go sit and eat. All right. Doesn't matter. Uh, <laughs> this this podcast is going to troll off quite a bit where it's just like, all right. Anyway, doesn't, doesn't, none of this matters. Uh, so, well, major, even talk about that. Talking about like, Doing shows like that going bad. We we're talking about like any bombing stuff that we've had because we get asked as comics a lot, like bombing. And I've talked about some of mine. I can never remember. They so the thing with when you bomb, it's like with hecklers with comedy. People always ask to like, are you getting heckled? And you you don't get heckled as much as people think. I think it got uh, really uh, blown out of proportion. I also think comic stealing material is something else that I don't love that how much that's been blown out. People accuse comics of stealing. They like, there's been a, there's been a world that's been built up now that they, if anybody has a joke that sounds like someone else's joke, they're just like, this guy's stealing. It happens to me all the time. Or someone accuses me of stealing something. And no one realizes you're like, yeah, man, everybody's going to talk about some of the same stuff. You, majority the if someone gets caught stealing a, a joke, it's usually a nobody comic that's like doing someone's act, like somewhere on the road or something, like or that could be, and you know that shouldn't be done, but like that's that happens, I'm sure, but no one even knows. I know Carlsman C was the biggest example of stealing, stealing stuff, uh, but I mean I just they it got blown out into comics. I just don't they're not stealing stuff i mean people are going to talk about the same kind of things and you can tell when you have a joke that's like you know sometimes when you're a comic you come up with a joke and if it's very funny quick and then you're like ah this feels like someone could have talked about this and you're trying to ask some other comics like has anybody ever talked about this and then you know but you some people are like no i don't think so then you just do it and then sometimes that's the joke that ends up someone's like well they did talk about it here or whatever but I wouldn't, you know, I've had people tell me I've stole jokes. I've had people tell me that someone else has done a joke like mine. But I just think it's like everybody has a lot of, ex, you know, ex, experiences that are the same. So comics are going to end up talking about stuff that's the same. And it's, it's, you know, you just hear the different takes on it. It's almost like that's how it should be looked at. It's like they're doing the same kind of idea. Which one do you like better? Like which one is presented? Which joke idea is better? I, I, I think stealing jokes as a whole is just not it's just not a thing like it's not it's not a problem and i wish and i want everybody to know that because i don't there doesn't need to be this search like i feel like people are trying to especially now it's like this gotcha like they're trying to catch people stealing stuff and it's it's just not it's just not a i don't think a problem enough in comedy that it needs to warrant like a sheriff comics are pretty good on policing that and you know and that and you do your you do that you come up with a joke i'll call you i'll call someone and like be like have you heard this and then you know and that's all you can really do and then you just do the joke and then see you know what happens after have you ever had anybody steal anything from you or been accused of stealing yeah i've i think i've um just like doing jokes at open mic somebody will be like so and so did that joke and i'll be like oh maybe i did hear that and then you just stop doing it and nobody's ever approached me with malice you yeah. know like you stole this from me it was just you know you might have heard me talking about this you know small yeah. stuff like that yeah. but you're right if i were just looking at youtube videos i would think this is a rampant problem 
everybody's yeah. sitting in the back of the room with notepads, stealing each other's jokes. I mean, that's there's a lot of stuff. Like I get to another thing I get on YouTube. People think I just do the same jokes on everything. But the problem, too, is like when you, well, I do them different shows. So, you know, coming up with the new material is, it's very hard. It's hard to come up with a new act. And then when you're, when you're first starting out, until you start getting specials, you are just putting everything kind of out on YouTube, like out just different shows. So a lot of these clips have the same jokes on them, and I'll be doing this jokes forever. So I, some, a lot of times, like, this guy just does the same joke on everything. And you're like, well, they're different shows, and I don't always think they're going to be put on YouTube. And then I especially don't think about it back then when you're almost just always throwing stuff up on YouTube because you're hoping what's the thing that's going to be like people are going to grab, grab, go towards, gravitate towards. And uh, so like then now it looks like I just have like 10 jokes that, you know, like I only cycle through. But you're like, no, those were all different shows, and those were the jokes that I was doing at that time. So they're going to be put up. So when you see like a comic when they're younger, a lot of their clips, I mean, they're only going to have so many great, like if something is ever being filmed, especially then, you're only going to have so many jokes that are like good enough to be filmed. So you're going to, those jokes are always going to live there. And then the older you get into comedy and like where I'm at now, it's like, I can't do that. So, like, I can't... I mean, if I go do a late-night set, I'll do jokes that I'll have on my Netflix special. I'm not going to write a separate five minutes for that. A uh, late-night set, to me, is, is a, a showcase of your special. It's, it's somewhere to be like, here's a little five-minute segment from my special, and then go watch the entire special. You're not going to write just its own separate kind of thing. So, besides that, but now you have to be way more careful about what gets put out and what's getting filmed. But if I go, like I had something uh, when I did a Prairie Home Companion, which is the poster behind me. Like when I did that, I had that video out and that I did super old jokes on that. And then they're like, oh, this is from his Netflix. But you're like, yeah, man, it was like a radio show I did. Like I'm not going to have, you're not just throwing new stuff out. Yeah, Everything's got to be saved for the special. So the special is the most important thing. So at that point, when if I do anything, I'm just grabbing old stuff that I don't care if it gets like wasted. Like mm-hmm. I'm not going to put my new. You just can't put your new thing. I got to save that for the hour special. That's the, in the live shows. Those are the things that are the biggest things. You know, what percentage of people do you think don't even know that you've written this? think you're just going out there and winging it i don't think it's as much anymore yeah. i think it was uh i definitely don't think people under know com- they don't understand comedy or like what you do they de- it's definitely you know it's hard for them to see it to like figure out what you do i i, I think now there's more you know, because now people will ask, like, is he doing new stuff or is this... Like, mm-hmm. you know, when you see some comments, there's people that are definitely more aware than they ever were, I think. You know, I think for a long time it was that. Like, they just think you're up there just, like, yeah, riffing and having a good time. Uh, but they don't realize how much you do the same joke. They don't... You know, comedy... It's like... it's. I, I wish people would, like... You know, like, people get into music like that they've really like love music and they love the art of music and they like watching new musicians if they never heard them to see if they're good and i wish the comedy had that i mean there's definitely fans of pe- people that do watch 
young comics. I mean, I know people that have watched y'all and like that have been in my shows or something and see, and they, they like, they, they enjoy watching the process, but that, that group is much smaller than music. And I wish people would see, I mean, you know, when I first got into comedy, seeing like Bill Burr, uh, and Bill Burr was, is a huge deal for me. Like he was, he was one of the first comics that I got to watch when he first started, it was, I remember him going to do his first late night set and getting to see him rise up from there. And I watched him do his, that late night set. I watched his HBO one night. set. I was at that taping. And then I remember going to Caroline's where we could just go and he would be headlining and you could just sit anywhere. Cause no one was there. There'd be 30 people watching Bill Burr and we would go sit and watch him. And then I remember going to Caroline's where we had to ask, it was sold out and overly packed and we would just wait in the lobby to see. And then, like, the manager there would be like, you can come stand in the corner. And you'd go stand in the corner and watch him. And then to when he went to town hall. And then, like, so watching his whole rise mm-hmm. to what he is now, uh, you know, was a, a gigantic. It, it was a huge, huge influence on me. And, like, but I remember when I first found him, I mean, like, if you can go find comics that are new, uh like to the audience, like it's a go discover new comics and just go like, you know, go watch them the way you would eat food. Like if you're just like, I don't, that's not my cup of tea. Like you can find your thing and then go watch that person become who they are and realize like how much like art, you know, I'm now no comic wants to say they're artists, but you know, it's like, but the, the craft of it is unbelievable. And like, when we write jokes and we come up with these stories is, is, I mean, to make it seem like we're just talking regularly, conversational, uh, is, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to do and you got to learn how to do it. And you, and to see someone learn and then figure their kind of voice out. And you're always kind of doing that is just, I mean, I don't know. Comedy's it's unbelievable. Like, I mean, like people don't realize like a placement of a word can ruin a, whole joke and it can make a joke perfect it can make a joke not perfect and uh and that's that's the that's fun to see it's fun you know and watching people you know when i would watch burr i remember his hbo one night stand taping it's his hbo half hour and i remember when he got off stage i mean the audience because i was in the crowd they're losing their minds they and they can't they, they almost can't believe like, I don't think all of them knew him, and they were just like, what? What was that? Like, you know, that's so exciting. That was, I remember just feeling that to be like, that's what you want, man. Where, you know, when you go on stage and no one knows who you are, and you go murder super hard, and the crowd's just like, what? what? You know, they just can't believe that they're like, golly. And making someone laugh, you know, it's, it's hard to make someone laugh. To really laugh, it's very hard. That's like the same time I saw, heard Brian Regan. You know, like first my dad bought a CD of his at a truck stop. And then he told me he had to pull over the car. Like I remember just wanting to have people tell me they had to pull over. Like to be laughing that hard that you have to, you can't drive. Yeah. That's unreal. (laughs) Like that's, that's a, uh, emotion that is tough to pull out of somebody, you know, to cry. I mean, to cry, they're laughing and crying. Like that's, that's, you know, to to bring that much joy to someone. Cause that, I think like, that's, that's why we, what we love, what we do is 
you you love that you can you can i mean everybody's worries go away man like they're you know like i think it's more you know i know music i I like listening to music that are like fun songs like we talked about last week there might not be fun songs in the fear (laughs) the reaper but i think they're fun uh but like comedy it's like if you can make people like just give them a break of their like you know life is hard man like and people go through so much stuff and if you can just give them a break from their not for an hour for them to not to think when we did those shows at zanies uh and it was just like a few weeks ago and uh with the first nights of covid like you could just feel the the crowds were just like i don't know man they've been through so much and everybody's been through so much to give them a break is 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 something that like i and that's what i want this podcast to be where it's like it's not just sitting here just talking about the problems, you know, you, you got to have some kind of release. You got to have somewhere to go where you can like just refresh and then you can go back to everyday life. And that's what like, and that's why comedy is like, you know, I, I, I think it's so good. It's so fun to w- watch and watch. You see young comics and they come and to hear their take and their point of view on stuff. And then, see them rise. And that's what it was for me with Burr. Like seeing him, you know, Burr was older than me, is older than me. Uh, but seeing him come up and through that thing, I mean, that that's, it changed my life. And like how, like, and, be, and that was a big aspect of me moving to New York. And the, why I was so glad to live in New York is I was able to see that. I was able to see people's rise and see how they did it. And he built it very slow. He's earned it every step of the way. And he's put in the time, and you know now he's as big as he's the biggest comic, you know, working. Uh, it's pretty special, you know. I don't know. And then to feel yourself be going through that same process. I think I'm better so. than Bill Burr right now. So uh, <laughs> uh, I'm on his network, All Things Comedy. Like, like I think I'm a little bit bigger than Bill Burr right now, but that's just me. Uh, no, yeah, well, yeah. To see, you know, it's hard to see it when you're when you're in it in yourself, you know, it's hard to take anything. Like, you know, it's hard to think about, you know, starting this podcast, like, you know, it's like, I don't know what it's going to do, man. It might be do nothing. No one might listen to this podcast. I I don't know if it's going to be what everybody wants it to be. Uh, but I remember, you know, getting to these specials and doing the standups, doing that full-time magic and the standups on Netflix and then doing the Tennessee kid. And then hopefully we'll be doing another one. It's like, you're starting to build this cycle of where you start doing these standup specials, being known as a standup, is is an accomplishment in my mind like being known that like no one you don't see me then you're like what is that oh he does stand up too like there's none of that i'm known as a stand up and that was that is something like sebastian mascalco gaffigan burr Chappelle, chris rock seinfeld and seinfeld could be known for a million other things chris rock could be known for a million other things uh but you know them as stand-ups and like so to be known as that like i always loved like you know, I mean, Jay Leno. Jay Leno's known as a stand-up. And Jay Leno didn't... He did stand-up the whole time. I love that comics didn't get big and then just move on to something else. They kept doing the thing that got them there. And they and they love it. And those guys are true comics. They're the ones that kept doing it. You know, Letterman, like, stopped doing it. Like, he... You know, I don't know how much he was doing it to begin... You know, I don't think he was, like, in it like crazy. I get Steve Martin stopping, though. Like, I understand he he got so big that it was above what it can be. Like, there was nowhere to go. You know, he got 
He got he was doing stadiums, so he got so gigantic. I mean, he almost had like that guy. I get like stopping, or even Eddie Murphy. Eddie, like, I was gonna say, yeah. yeah, Eddie Murphy. They got so big that where can you go? You can't really go for. You can only go down. So if you get to that level of things where it was just the excitement for those people, like and them coming. I, I don't think you can produce enough to keep up. So I understand them having to like kind of step back like are being like i can't do this anymore like there's just you're just going to be a disappointment you know you get to that high of a level i mean no one's like yeah you know i mean eddie murphy is probably the phenom of comedy i mean for him to put those specials out raw and delirious and uh i mean he's 20 or 21 yeah i mean people did like you know you're it's a it's you know, comedy's like, you know, I'm 41. So, like, I was saying in comedy, you either make it at 20 or 40. Like, no one makes it at 30. No one's just in the middle and then becomes huge. Yeah. You either come out super hot and yeah. you make it, or you have to wait till you're And 40. you look like you're both. Too, yeah, so I could be, yeah. And I, I'm, as that guy correctly said, like, I'm, I'm the one that does both. Uh, so, for him to come out and put those specials out, I mean, it felt like an, a, a grown man. Like, when you watched it, you know, I mean, think about talking to a 21-year-old kid now. Like, if I, I wouldn't listen to a 21-year-old, mm-hmm. I'd be like, what are you, crazy? You're 21. Like, you know, you know, I think about what I knew at 21 was nothing. Yeah. And for him to put both of those out and be that young, that's unreal, dude. That's like, that's a special, special, and obvious. Obviously, he's been rewarded and shown how special he is, but that's, that's something, man. That's like something crazy, dude. Like he's, you know, he he's probably he's you know I, I could see, you know, he, you know, he could be the Jordan of like it's just I think it was just too good. Like he inspired. I'd say he's like many. the Bo Jackson because he stopped. Well, yeah, because it just was like overnight. It was just kind of over, right? But you he never saw him fade. The, he affected the game too much. You know, oh, okay. That's like he, fair. he, you know, I mean, Chris Rock, Chappelle, you know, I mean, everybody. Like he affected, you know, he affected what we did. There's no Wizards years though of, of his career. No, he's know? kept them. Yeah. Not happening. I mean, he yeah. didn't. You know, I mean, there's always rumors that he's going to come back and and do it. Uh, but he he was. You know, I mean, Chappelle's that now. Chappelle's been. You know, I mean, Chappelle is the one that you could argue is the the best. I mean, Rock, Chris Rock, too. I mean, his first, his specials, when they came out, they were so big. So what are people saying about me and Aaron? Uh, this whole time you've been talking about it, I was just yeah. thinking, what? Where were you? Where are y'all at? Yeah. Like <laughs> um, you said at the very, very beginning of this, 10 minutes ago, you're like, yeah, people now are talking about you and Aaron. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, you guys... <laughs> You know, you're in the beginning stages of it, you know? I know you're 75 years old, <laughs> uh, but you're... Uh, I mean, you can't give us one example of something somebody said? Oh, of what they said about y'all's comedy? Yeah. I mean, people say they like your comedy. I've had people say that. They're like, they like, you know... I mean, I've had people say... Very specific. People ask me who you are and stuff like that. They're like, who is that first guy? And I go, Aaron? And then I just always say your name. They go, no, no, we know. We've been following him for a while. The other guy. And I go, oh. I go, the guy that gave, uh, the guy that just like did the messages up at the top, they gave announcements. And they're like, no, no. The guy that actually did some jokes, 
And then I go, I, don't know. I go, send me a picture. And then they <laughs> find a picture. And then they find out. They go, never mind, we found him. <laughs> and then so I'm assuming they mean him uh, during all, right. all that. I regret I asked. Uh, <laughs> no. It's a mistake. Yeah. Uh, we did so. I was talking about the so we got off on a tangent there. Uh, the bombing stuff. But one show that happened because this can tie into the other thing. I remember I did a show uh, in Pittsfield, Massachusetts, and my wife came. I, and so it was a big night. I was opening for so Boston, uh, Boston. Com- I think Boston produces the best stand up comics. Uh, uh, they uh, Tony V. Tony V was on the show, legendary Boston comic. But they've had like Burr, Marin, Patrice, like all these people, Stephen Wright, uh, Dennis Leary. Like it's pretty crazy. And then like Joe List, a lot of guys that I'm, uh, Bobby Kelly from, like there's all these comics that are from Massachusetts. And uh, Burr, I said Burr, like he's from, and so it's pretty wild. And so we were doing a show in Pittsville, Massachusetts, and I got at, paid to host. And I was getting like $500 to host this show, which is crazy. And it's going to be this packed out room in Pittsfield. Everything was great. We stayed. It's in a hotel. My wife came. Uh, it was the show went unbelievable. I got paid. Vandy beat Georgia that, that day uh, in football. And it was like, what a night. It's an amazing night. I get paid 500 bucks cash. Can't believe it. Like, I, you know, it was so much money. And, uh, and I lose the money. It's in, my env- it's in an envelope. I have it in my pocket. It's cash. Cash. Gone. Drops out somewhere. We ask. No one turns it in. <laughs> and then me and my wife get in a huge fight, and the whole weekend was ruined. Uh, not fun at all. But I remember at the time, I would always tell them, if you think if this $500 matters, then we have a bigger problem. Like, I always think that with money. Like, I always think, like, if, if this $500 is true, like, obviously, I don't want to lose it. But I always try to think, well, hopefully someone that has it needed it more than me. And then... Uh, I'm just trying to get out of this fight at that point. I'm coming up with anything. But it's, and then I was like, if we, if we can't get over this $500, like if this in our life, you know, like if, I mean, right now, like we can't, like we have one less microphone because we're like, well, we needed that $500, you know, we're short. We're always $500 short. So anyway, that story, which brings, but it was in Pittsville, Massachusetts. The reason I thought of that is we watched, uh, all three of us watched Unsolved Mysteries started on Netflix. And so we watched one last night. I all agreed to watch it about UFOs, which uh, I thought was a very, like, we all like UFOs. And, you know, I mean, and in and, and, and this year, how crazy 2020 has been, uh, UFOs have come out. And, they, I mean, they've said that they're around, right? Like, they've acknowledged them now, the, the government. Well, those videos that I think came out a couple of years ago that uh, the Pentagon's now acknowledged they're real. Yeah. I'm not saying they're from outer space, but there's unidentified flying objects that there's video of made by Navy fighter jets. Yeah. And so they're, yeah. So, I mean, that, that's the first real acknowledgement of, yes. of that this stuff is happening. So we watched, uh, you said you watched, you love space. All right. Yeah. Like space is your thing. Yeah. You love outer space. Uh, I mean, it's a little vague, but yeah, I like aliens in outer space. I mean, what would you say? How would yeah, you I say just it? I love space. Yeah. You love space like outer space. <laughs> I do. 
Uh, which is funny, we won't say, but the, there's a, the conspiracy theorist of like stuff won't, like, uh, that someone doesn't believe in space. That's a conspiracy, right? That they don't even believe outer space is real. Yeah. Which is my favorite. That's like, it's, it's, I think it's above flat earth. It's not, there's just no outer space. But that's up there, man. That's yeah. pretty great. Uh-huh. Like, yeah, what do they think? The moon? They don't, the moon's just. I think the moon and the sun are just kind of right above us and then that's it that's it yeah uh, i love that yeah i just well, that's all we can see that's all well, we can stars see. i'll defend them stars Star- yeah you see them but you don't know how far away they are they're just really okay but where would they be it's right there <laughs> but where so yeah i bet like so there's no outer space though like there's no so just they're a, just right they're in our atmosphere everything's in our atmosphere it's just a big snow globe i guess so yeah, yeah, yeah that's right it's like yeah yeah and then there's nothing else around. Yeah. 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 And I haven't been out there, so who knows? Yeah, that's true. I love it. Yeah. I love the idea of someone not believing in outer space. I think it's so great. Uh-huh. Just that they're like, well, you know, if you brought up space, you're like, you ever think, would you ever go to space? And they're like, I don't think you can. I'm like, <laughs> and, and you're like, what's that? Yeah. And then you just have to, and then they have to explain why. I think it's wonderful. You I feel know. like you probably don't bring that up with many people, and it, I don't think you can. I think your it's trusted tough. friends, you know. Yeah, I think it's tough, uh, but I enjoy it. Yeah, I definitely enjoy it. I'd rather talk to that guy than someone that does believe in space. <laughs> I think that guy's way more fun to talk to. Someone that doesn't like that's. <laughs> Would you rather talk to him or somebody who cla- who has been in space or claims to have been in space? I don't know. I mean, that's, I mean, I could read books about that. Like, (laughs) I I think I want the guy that doesn't believe, I'd want to get them in a room together. Oh, yeah. Would be great just to get that conversation going. I think it's super fun. Yeah. Uh, I I mean, you know, someone that doesn't, I like a nice, I don't know, something that's so insane that, Uh like, you know, like I, I love hearing their side of things. It's it's wonderful. (laughs) Like, it's amazing. I think they should teach that in the schools. They should tell the kids. Like, they should be like, we do believe in space, but just a heads up, <laughs> as you get don't. in the real world, you might run across a guy that tells you there is no outer space. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Just throw it, just letting you know, and then they're like, the kids can digest it how they want to digest it. Uh, so we watched Unsolved Mysteries last night. It was about a town. It's, if you haven't seen it's a, the only UFO episode on uh, new Unsolved Mysteries in, on Netflix. And... Uh, so we watched that, and uh, these people had a big sighting of a UFO. That UFO that went and like kind of messed. They went to Pittsville, Massachusetts, and they went a bunch of areas around there. And I mean, had a real go at this these people in this town. <laughs> I mean, you know, it wasn't like they flew over. I mean, these people. This, Are you talking about the UFO had a real go? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The UFO. I mean, it it drove around town and 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 did some stuff. It ruined several families. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't. You know, it's not a typical like, was like I saw. What was that? Yeah, well, yeah. Just well, oh, that was quick. You think that was UFO? <laughs> like you know, and then like that discussion. It was. I mean, this UFO came in to do some work, mm-hmm. and it it had got some, it, it got it done. Uh, kids were abducted. Yep, and put you know. I mean, one was the lady that kind of starts it. Her and her son like just didn't talk about it forever. Mm-hmm. They it they it happened. Yeah, to that's both crazy. Of them. And then they neither one of them brought it up to each other. It was kind of crazy. Like, how do you not like? They just were too scared, I guess, to say it. You got to think this is 1969. So this is you know like obviously 
there's no internet. There's not nothing that you could ever look up. So like when stuff happened like this, you all you had was the newspapers mm-hmm. the next day or the yep. news, and there was no breaking. There was nothing like coming. You could just cut on the TV and like be like. Oh, let's see. Did anybody else spot this? It was you. You were going to have to go out on a limb, and be like, "Hey, man, did you?" I mean, that's a tough conversation yeah. to, because you can't. I, I bet you can't imagine that you're seeing that, and so, you know, you're not going to just walk up and be like, "Hey, do y'all, anybody else?" This is also a month and a half after we landed on the moon for the first time. Oh. Yeah. So you probably would come across like, "Oh, this guy's crazy," you know? Uh, I didn't, yeah, because oh, it's point. like in the public, which discussion. probably started it. The whole go to land on the moon. What started? What? Well, the fact that we went up there. <laughs> they got mad. I bet they didn't care for it. <laughs> and they're like, "We're gonna go back down there." I mean, the timing. Show you guys, we can do it as yeah. well. Like, I mean, we go to outer space. Yeah. And then they go. All right, let's see what's up. Like, and then <laughs> you think this was from the moon? I think that there's aliens that don't believe that they've been to Earth. You know, like there's people that us that don't believe that we went to the moon. Yeah, I think in the alien world, they're like, you know, they've been to Earth and like it was staged. <laughs> you know, and they 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 go, no, no, they went there, and they go, we haven't been there. Yeah. They haven't. One these one one people they talked to in the car, I thought was interesting was they said because they were like a light came over them and it was like kids in the back, yeah, and then. uh you know, they're like, it feels like it's 15 minutes, but it, it could be three, three hours. hours. And so uh, they they said the only way we know something happened was the <laughs> mom and the grandmother switched seats. Yeah. So they so the, the, the daughter's driving, and the, her mom, the grandmother's not driving, said she never drove. Yeah. And then when they wake up, they're now the grandmother's driving, and so they switch, which would have been super funny if, like, the baby was behind <laughs> yeah. That would have been unbelievable. <laughs> like, you're like, the baby, and then the person has to go, by the way, the baby never drove. <laughs> we never let the baby drive, but the baby was behind the wheel. Uh, but I was thinking, like, do you think, so the alien messed up. Yeah. He messed That's up. That's what I thought. And so, like, does he get in trouble? Like, you know... I was thinking the same thing. I mean, it just shows even among aliens, there's some guys who do their jobs better than others. Yeah. And they're watching that. Carl. Yeah. No sense of urgency. You had one job. The alien didn't have a sense of urgency to get, or maybe too Mm -hmm. much sense of urgency. They need to take a picture of the car before. (laughs) It's like the hair. Yeah. Yeah, It's like, why didn't you? I mean, to this day, that they probably bring it up and they go, all right, buddy, we're going to go back down there. Uh, (laughs) Who's driving? This guy has never made that mistake ever again, this alien. Because he looked like a fool. Yeah. You know, and then now they go, the grandmother never drives. In fairness, every alien we've seen, look, they all look the same. T- to them, we probably all look the same. So he's like, come on, can you really tell the That's, difference? This isn't the time to bring that these up, two. Brian. In the, you know, <laughs> the climate that we're in, buddy, you don't need to say stuff like that. Uh, they, well, you, you could make an argument that it was intentional. Why? Right. Oh, well, like a little the, it's, nod? Yeah, well, the rest of the story is they're not trying too hard not to be seen, you know? And they're kind of just messing with us to a certain extent. So they're like, by sw- something that small, sm- switching two people in a car, that's enough to get them talking, but not enough to that they have, like, incontrovertible evidence. 
I think it was more. A you think it was just a mess up? I think it was yeah. just you know aliens have bad days too. It's not like they're they have to have bad days. But this is their this is their big day. Like they've been planning yeah, this but for stuff a while. Goes right? Well, we don't know. They could be doing it all the time. That one kid, the guy who was in the back seat, who was telling the story, he lives in Knoxville now. Oh yeah. And I looked him up. We have four Facebook mutual friends, so I friended him, and uh, I think we're gonna become good friends. Wow. I think he might come on the podcast. Uh, well, you're not in charge. Get of him and Steve Bartman uh, to get. That's yeah, the, yeah, that yeah, would be episode. open invitation. Him and <laughs> but they got to come together. Uh, they and we interviewed the wrong one. Like we don't know. We're like, all right, uh, Steve. So this UFO did it come? He's like, what's up? Uh, it's and he friended. Did y'all message or anything? No, but I was looking at his pro. He's not like shy. Like you always hear about these guys who get abducted. Like I don't want to talk about it. He he threw a party at a bar a in, Knox- of, in Knoxville. A lot about guys getting abducted that don't want to talk. Like well, is that a bit, you, you, like it's funny that you're like you know this is not your typical get love- abducted get abducted keep your mouth shut I want to be left alone guy. This guy's out there. Look man, I love space. This guy threw <laughs> a a party at a bar in Knoxville, a watch party. So yeah, he's not too traumatized about it. Well, that's funny because I feel like a big part of that documentary was about the shame and the the secrecy about yeah. this for decades, right? Because none of them wanted to be made fun of. And then you tell me this guy is like, no, everybody come watch me on this. Like, yeah. Well, I mean, like they the fact that the one lady was like they would get followed home. She had to move. Yeah, uh, that was his mom. Yeah, like it's crazy to be like that. People would get that mad. Like they were just like mad at him. He's like, where can I be accepted for my UFO? Oh, East Tennessee. Yep. Knoxville's open to it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's crazy. I was. It made me think, too, do you have, like, I mean, we got to be, how long, what are we at? Like an hour and over know. an this hour? Clock is at zero. So. Hour 20? Was I oh, supposed to start that? Right, I don't man. know. We're, you still, were, we haven't yeah. even started. Uh, we're at an hour 20. This is a long one. Oh. Uh, it doesn't. There's no rules. The internet. Uh, <laughs> but it made me, do you think you have anything in your life that could be a Netflix documentary? Like, this guy... Has got to. He walked around like this for you know fifty years, and uh, you know being like I could. I mean, I saw I got abducted at a UFO. Like, there's got to be a documentary. Like, do you have anything that's like nothing? <laughs> I mean, that's so crazy. It's funny I to be like even, no. I, I mean, my life is just straight up. I'm very boring. Like a one episode documentary, or like a like a I making a murderer. No, I mean, I, well, I don't know. We would decide by what we hear. I mean, it, how much you we just tell us, and in. we'll decide, Aaron. How many I, don't, I feel like interesting, not not singular events, but there are inter- interesting things that could be explored. Not about me specifically, but just stuff in my family. Nothing, nothing supernatural. Or, yeah, or I mean, yeah. Well, but it would not fit say in. it, or no. Well, I could. No, yeah. it's nothing wild. I'm just like uh, now. I don't even want to say. I feel like I built it up. Like it's going to be. I hope it's nothing. No, I'm just like like uh, a yeah, I get like a squeaky a... wheel at the grocery store. My mom always gets that wheel. You're like, oh, maybe we dive into. Why do you always get the wheel? You ate 36 donuts and yeah. set a world record. I'm just talking about like uh, like my dad being a high school principal. There are a lot of interesting stories about about that kind of stuff. But that would not be a. I mean, look, I mean all my right. goodness, dude. I mean, that was Let's a move big buildup. Like <laughs> we, we should have ended. The my mom was a crossing guard for a couple of years. We could probably dive into some of that. Uh, I mean, I didn't say it'd be a good. There are a lot of go bad start your own podcast. My dad was a principal. Let's just dive into those stories. I mean, was we have 30 minutes. Which is a thirty-minute like full series, yeah. episode one. Dad's a principal. How'd that go? Not bad. 
All right. Thanks for tuning in, everybody. Uh, that's a wrap on My Dad's a Principal. I mean, golly. <laughs> that wouldn't be the title. My Dad's a Magician. I don't think I had the, I didn't have the All ego right. that you had about your dad being a principal. I mean, I, like, I honestly, my dad's a magician. It was a clown. I mean, we could probably do something. I, and I thought, I'm not, that's, I don't know if it's Netflix worthy of a documentary. And you're, you know. Hey, I didn't say I'd be the star of the documentary. I'm just saying. I mean, yeah. All right. I'm sorry I brought it up. I think the documentary would then turn into like, who does this guy think he is that he thinks his dad could have? Like, that's what it ends up becoming. <laughs> it would like, be a mockumentary. Just, yeah. Ooh. Uh, so I guess the answer is no. I don't. I don't know. Next week, we're going to bring in Aaron's dad uh, and just really get into some of these stories. Uh, about him being a principal. Uh, all right. Uh, I mean, that's roughly it. We did it. This is a long one. And these are the ones that are going to be out. So next week we will have some uh, feedback to see if, you know, maybe <laughs> this shouldn't be a podcast, which is completely fine. Uh, so, you know, I hope everybody, you know, I don't know, checks it out. If you run, you, we're going to have uh, Bates is going to be on the social media, the Nate Land podcast. If you have any, uh, you know, if you want any comments or any of that stuff, questions, maybe we start answering some questions that people have. I am? Yeah. Oh. You're going to be uh, running that. Uh, you're the one on social media. Right. If you can log in <coughs> to the thing. Uh, so, yeah, go do that. Any questions, any stuff. And, uh, you know, this is all work in progress. progress. So if it's not good, don't come yelling <laughs> at us now. Uh, you know, who knows? So. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to say? You're good? No. Do you want to get good. out? Yeah. Thanks for uh, listening, and uh, we will see you uh, next week. Bye. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the Nate Land Podcast. Be sure to subscribe to our show on iTunes, Spotify, you know, just wherever you listen to your podcast. And please remember to leave us a rating or a comment. Nate Land is produced by me, Nate Bargetzi, and my wife, Laura, on the All Things Comedy Network. Recording and editing for the show is done by Genovations Consulting in partnership with Center Street Media. Thanks for tuning in. Be sure to catch us next week on the Nate Land Podcast.